You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision. We are live in the Real Presence studios in Fargo. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Before we head to our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer attention, nominate your favorite priest for donuts, and more. Be sure to check it out at realpresenceradio.com. Jack and Doreen Kennelly are your hosts, and uh, I'm on my way out but I just wanted to do the read. I was excited to do this. Thanks for, thanks for letting me do it. Thank you. You're a natural. You've got to come back and get a job here. Appreciate it. Everybody wants to be a radio guy. No, they don't. <laughs> Hi, Father. Good morning. Good to hear your voices. Oh, thank you. Can we start with a joke? Please, by all means. Okay, you have to answer it. Oh, boy. I'll, well, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Why didn't the turkey eat dinner? That's a great question. They forgot the stuffing? No, because he was already stuffed. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, wacka, wacka, wacka. Well, I tell you, oh, they, they so just good. keep rolling along here. Why don't you do another one? Oh, you want another one? Okay. Sure, we got, yeah, you got I've a got whole page Let's of see. Uh, She's filtering through, looking for the next best okay. one. All right, you have to know something about cooking for this one to make any sense. So, why didn't the cook season the Thanksgiving turkey? You're asking um, a priest who has very limited cooking skills. <laughs> okay, well, the, the answer is <laughs> there was no time. No, oh, nice. play on words. Okay, there was no time. time. Yeah, okay, yeah, very good. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah, throwing out real quick, or are we live at the moment? We are live. We are live this <laughs> moment, and so we're, we're going to get into the substance of why you're here with us, and that is to talk. Sounds like a plan. Let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So, why should we be grateful? Oh my goodness! Why should we be grateful? Well, but let's 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 be simple for right now. And just say, why, what are you thankful for today? Maybe Father what could introduce himself for? to our listening audience. Oh, I guess yeah. we kind of passed that up, didn't we? <laughs> We've known each other hey. since his seminary days, <laughs> so we, we go back a long we way. We go back a long way. Yeah, you guys have seen me through a lot of different stages of formation for the priest. So. Oh well, we're very yeah. thankful for you. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, so for those listening, uh, my name is Father Paul Green. I am the Associate uh, uh, Priest at St. James Basilica in Jamestown, and I am in the midst of my fourth year of the priesthood, and it has been quite a journey in four years. So it's amazing how much can happen in a short amount of time. So originally from Harvey, North Dakota, and yeah, studied out at Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and it's just good to be home in North Dakota. So. And it's good to have you here, and I know your parish has suffered a great tragedy in the loss of our dear, dear friend, Monsignor Wald, but I'm sure yeah. he, you're feeling his presence there even after death. Oh, it's, it's amazing how much we learn from a person in life, but how much we can learn from them even in death at the same time. Mm-hmm. The mystery of our faith, it's, it's a great gift. It's, it's a great, great gift. Truly. And you know, um, one of the things that, yes, definitely most thankful for has really been the outpouring of the prayers prayers and support from so many people across the community, the state, the diocese, um, obviously Bishop Holder, brother priest. You know, we can only begin to imagine the ways that Monsignor Wald just didn't touch the lives of so many people, and 
but I think a short 56 years at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 He truly knew so. how to be a father. <laughs> yes. And he was a father to his people. He mm-hmm. loved his people. He loved his, his parishes. And maybe in some way he had a very unique way of loving. Mm-hmm. But he loved his people. Mm-hmm. He knows so. this, but we lovingly called him Monsignor Curmudgeon. <laughs> yes. And underneath that is so many people have said a giant teddy bear underneath Oh, that. my goodness. A heart of gold. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are you thankful for today? Yeah, you know what? Just the opportunity to, I mean, you know, the opportunity to exist again another day. One of the things that I come back to for gratitude so often in prayer, uh, learned uh, both through seminary, but also um, through reading some of, like, the Nero Consul Mesa, um, how often we forget about the miracle of life, that our existence is a miracle that we should be grateful for. And so, I mean, that's on a pretty deep end in many respects. Um, I can even be thankful for the gift of a cup of coffee that I've had this morning. I mean, yeah, so I definitely go with those two things. A cup of coffee and the opportunity to be alive again another day. It's so easy to so, take that for granted, yeah. Father. Thank you for saying that. that yeah, the just, miracle of life. Mm-hmm, the miracle yeah. of life. Right. Not and the just, fact that God's love holds us in existence at every moment. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, yeah. and I'm not exactly sure how... Uh, well, is gratitude the same thing as thankfulness or not? But let's talk about that. What has our Lord taught us about being grateful? Yeah, definitely. So if, um, you know, I'm going to jump right on into the Eucharist, really, um, by our Lord offering us the Eucharist at the same time. In Greek, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. That at every Mass that we enter into, I mean, our whole lives are called to become a life of praise and thanksgiving. And ultimately, for all the blessings, but also for all of the challenges and sufferings of life at the same time, we're called to be grateful for. So I think it's all really summed up right in the great gift of the Eucharist. You know, uh, that would be the first one. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just, and this is a little bit personal, but I just love that Eucharist, you know, understanding the meaning of that word Eucharist and Thanksgiving. And um, Jack and I met at Thanksgiving Mass at Holy Spirit, and from that little meeting after Mass, um, kind of our relationship was born. And, you know, for that, I know I can say I'm extremely grateful and well, thankful. I can say that, too, but I like to tell people that when they ask, where did you meet Doreen, I can say I met her in church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the it Lord is. the brought you two together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yes, that you place. Know, I found that really interesting, the way that you put that, I guess, I hadn't thought about that, but how, I mean, a relationship can really come forward in its own way like that, even in terms of marriage, too, um, blossoming from the Eucharist, from the fruits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I say that in a certain sense, like, for whatever reason, just kind of structuring the way that you said it just now. So, yeah. You know, at the same time, too, um, I was reflecting a little bit upon uh, the parable of the ten lepers and how our Lord heals the ten lepers. Nine of them do not come back to give praise and thanksgiving to God, but there is the one that does. And I believe, I think that one that came back was actually a foreigner in his time. And our Lord really bringing out the beauty and the gift that salvation, something to be thankful for, the healings, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever it might be. I mean, they're all things to be grateful for. Do you remember Father um, Father Didier and what how he would sometimes use his rosary beads? Did you ever know that story? No, I, I don't know that story. Go ahead and okay. share it. So um, yeah. he, he taught me that 
um, I don't know, I use it when I can't sleep at night, but it's like use each bead and give thanks to God for something mm-hmm. for each of those, however many beads there are on a rosary. And it's just, it's just an awesome exercise in gratitude, but at the same time, um, what I've noticed, my experience is, it just fills me with peace. Yeah, and you know, uh, all the different, I mean, gifts that can come from gratitude, peace, humility, trust, faith. When we come back to God, giving gratitude for the many blessings and challenges of life. You know, I think it's St. Therese of Lisieux who said in her own way that everything is a gift from God. Everything is a gift. Everything is grace. And that's a call for us in a beautiful way as Christians to give gratitude and thanksgiving to God for, yeah, everything from the most mundane and boring to the painful and suffering moments to the joys and blessings of life. Well, even just our existence. Yeah. If, if, yeah. God, if God were not, did not keep us in mind, we would not exist, which yeah. <laughs> that's pretty basic. Well, no, exactly. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's amazing. Gratitude, Thanksgiving, I mean, for us as Christians, could really be considered one of the hallmark, I mean, virtues, types of prayer in the Christian life that we all need to grow in in different ways. I mean, it's, yeah, it's something that is so simple and so basic for us as Christians, but we live in a culture at the same time, too, that has been blessed with so many things, whether material or spiritual goods, but we can just take some of those things for granted. Um, one of the big things that, you know, I've been really emphasizing a lot recently is gratitude and thanksgiving for religious freedom at the same time. Um, you know, I think it's really important that we be grateful for our religious freedoms. Um, you know, we can often look out into the rest of the world and see the persecutions, the sufferings that so many of our brothers and sister Christians are going through, but we don't think that that could ever come our direction at the same time. Uh, I, I think, yeah, uh, yeah it, praying in gratitude for our religious freedom, but I think we should also be praying uh, for continuation and the protection of uh, our religious freedom. And I know in the in the healthcare context, the uh, for the protection of the conscience rights of uh, uh, medical professionals, because they are very much under attack culturally and. Uh, uh, that could start moving into the uh, the area of uh, law as well. We're seeing kind of inroads uh, in that regard. So it is very important, I think, for people to c- continue to pray for protection of religious freedom. I know I once heard uh, uh, a number of uh, several campaigns ago, uh, a candidate using the term for the first time, freedom of worship, which mm-hmm. basically means stick to your churches, stay in your churches, you can pray in there, but forget about uh, living it out anywhere in the uh, in the public square. And, right, and, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fine, you know, and it's, um, I, was, I think it's a mechanical exactly. I, uh, I, I keep confusing those ones. I know the Manichicot, obviously, is evening prayer. Um, Simeon is at night for mechanical Zachariah, you know, that we can worship with those here at the same mm-hmm. time. And to be grateful for that, um, yeah. So, but you said about taking for granted. I think um, that that seems like I don't think it would maybe be called a vice, but almost a vice that we, um, in our comforts, we can we can come to take things for granted 
so many blessings that we have so easily, and it seems like that's counter to um, gratefulness. Father, do you have any other ways of helping us to call to mind and to just stop and remember to give thanks? Oh, totally. So um, there's a couple things, if I may share. So one of the prayers that we were taught in seminary was the examined prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. And this prayer, um, the way that it begins is we begin by simply, you know, it might take about five minutes, probably doesn't need to be much more than that for all today. You know, in the first part of it, we just simply call to mind that we're in God's presence. But the very next part of that, then, is that St. Ignatius of Loyola invites us to consider a person, a place, um, a situation, a conversation throughout our day or our week, and to offer gratitude for that, whatever it might be. And, you know, just taking a couple minutes um, each day and really reflecting upon one of those three, four things, and looking throughout the week. Now, there's a little bit more to that that I would like to go into in the sense of Mother Teresa, I think, really gives it a beautiful spin in a certain sense. But she'll ask the question, what is something that we have been least thankful for in our life? Okay, Father, and that's precisely, yes. We're, we're, yes. we're coming up on a break here. Why don't you hold that yes. thought, and we'll continue Definitely. this discussion on the other side of the break. And okay, I want to, re- forward to let me remind our listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and our guest is Father Paul Kuhn, and we're talking about a very timely Thanksgiving kind of topic of uh, Thanksgiving and gratitude. And so stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. 
We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Your hosts this morning are myself, Jack Tanelli, and my wife, Doreen. And we're visiting with Father Paul Kuhn, who is a priest of the Diocese of the Fargo, uh, currently at uh, Jamestown, North Dakota. And we've been talking about... Uh, gratitude and thanksgiving and uh, when we left before the break we were talking about the examine prayer so father why don't you take it up from there yeah definitely so um saint ignatius of loyola his examine prayer um it is different from the examination of conscience in the sense that it's an opportunity to just simply reflect upon their relationship with god but there's a couple different steps to it um one of those steps later on in the examine prayer um is it, you know, reflecting upon a sin or a vice or something that we're trying to grow through, whereas the examination of conscience is really in its own way specifically a preparation for the sacraments of reconciliation. So there can definitely be some overlap between the two prayers, each in their own way. Um, really, either one could be used. So. so could you walk us then through those steps of the examine prayer? I love that you clarified it's a little bit different than the examination of conscience for preparation. Yes. That's so funny. I, uh, it's so funny. So I actually don't have all the steps in front of me for the exam and prayer um, at the moment. In part, um, there are four or five different steps. I'm going to go off memory here to the best of my ability. Um, the first step um, obviously begins with acknowledging God's presence in our life, um, that we're always in His presence. And that, you know, might be just a couple of seconds, might be 30 seconds to a minute, roughly. You know, you don't need to put a timeline on it necessarily. The second part goes into thanksgiving or gratitude. And that's the, that's the part right there that we stop, reflect upon a person, a conversation, a situation, whether it's something positive or negative, whatever it might be, and offer uh, God gratitude for that blessing. I want to say that um, the next step is asking God for the light and grace to see if there's a particular sin or vice or something going on in our life that... Um, needs to be revealed. And in a certain sense, it's not us trying to figure it out on our own, but allowing God to be the one to reveal it. And then the following step would be asking God for the light to see how we can best live out our life in the day ahead or the week ahead, whatever that might be. And then in closing, um, usually like a glory be or an hour father, um, again, acknowledging all the graces, God's love, um, the things that God is doing in our life. Now, I might have missed um, a step or two. It's been a while. We were taught in seminary that sometimes um, our heart might be attracted to just one of those steps, and to just stay with that one step. So it's not like if a person goes to pray the examine, they have to pray the entire thing. I know. An experience that I have when I am regular about praying the examine prayer is that it is almost every time um, as I am recalling things that I'm grateful for, 
that I'm reminded it's like it's almost like the 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 second and third step kind of blend together and I'm reminded of a sin. It's like oh, you know, when yeah. I see when I can see my blessings at the same time I see my own sin. You know, and that's something to be thankful for too, is that moment that God reveals, you know, particular sin or sins in our life. Um, and, and, you know, really being grateful, too, for His mercy in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being grateful for the forgiveness and mercy that God pours out to us through the sacrament of reconciliation at the same time. Right. Now, beautiful yeah. reminder, yes, Yeah. to be thankful for those. Father, um, you had mentioned that on our little break that you have some resources that might be helpful for listeners. Yeah, definitely. So there is a book by the title, The Little Book of Holy Gratitude. The Little Book of Holy Gratitude. And the author is by Father Frederick Faber, F-A-B-E-R. Um, I believe um, either Holy Family Bookstore or Hurley's, you can probably get a copy to either place or have them order one, um, or even find it online elsewhere. It is through Sophia Institute Press. And, what would and that you... is one that I would definitely recommend. What's at the heart of that book for the, for the listeners? Yeah, definitely. So, um, Father Frederick Faber, although he focuses on Thanksgiving, he really helps us focus on the importance of gratitude for the sacraments, for the faith, um, more of the spiritual things that we can often take for granted. And um, so he goes more into that. Um, obviously, he talks about the Eucharist, giving gratitude to God. He focuses on the saints, how the saints gave thanks to God. Um, so there's, it's a great little resource to have on hand. He just takes us much more deeply into the spiritual things to be grateful for, and not just the material or worldly things. Oh, beautiful. That sounds like a yeah. great resource. Yeah, I want to put in a little plug here, Father. You, you, you mentioned a couple sources in Fargo where people yeah. might be able to get this, but I'm also thinking in terms of the mustard seed, which I think mm-hmm. is a, uh, uh, I think they, they sell... Uh, uh, Catholic books and uh, items as well in Sioux Falls and in Rapid City. So for our uh, listeners out there, uh, check them out. No, thank, hey, thanks for acknowledging that and giving them that opportunity as well. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I didn't intend you know, to oh. kill the conversation with <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that was a great promo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe one other book too. Um, you know, for those who like reading Jacques Philippe. Um, he has a great little retreat book on St. Therese of Lisieux and bringing in faith, hope, and charity. And one of the um, lines that he really brings out in this book through the life and example of St. Therese is that St. Therese says that when we give thanks to God, um, the way that he brings it out is like we become magnets with God. We attract his graces to us, and we're attracted to him. There's kind of like that... We're being drawn together. So whether it's graces for ourselves, for other people. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, why is it important in our daily life to be grateful for? You know, St. Paul, I even think he brings it out in his letters, how our whole life is called to become a life of gratitude and praise. And, you know, thanksgiving for in all circumstances. So I have, St. Paul even focuses on the importance of thanksgiving. Right, and um, in all circumstances, can you break that down a little bit more, Father? Because we tend to, uh, my brain goes right to, oh, everything that pleased me or gave me pleasure, I, I um, am grateful for. But um, what about the times in our lives where it seems dark? 
Yeah, you know, those times that seem dark, whether there's suffering, pain, sickness, you know, um, you know, whatever it might be, whatever a person might be going through, whatever trial, we can be tempted in those moments to want to maybe subconsciously or consciously blame or accuse God for whatever it might be at the same time. But there again, in all circumstances, I think we can reflect upon the life of St. Uh, I was going to say St. Job, of uh, <laughs> Job, uh, you know, he, didn't, he was tempted to blame and accuse God by different people, whatever it might have been. But he didn't. He turned back, he praised God, he, you know, all those different moments that he could have done that. Um, I think it's an excellent example for us in those difficult moments. That's when we really need to turn to gratitude. Um, Mother Teresa had mentioned at one point that it's easy for us to be grateful when things are going well or when we've got those things that bring us pleasure in life. But when things are not going well or that there's pain and suffering, those are the most um, opportune moments for grace and that we need to be most grateful in those moments for whatever it might be. So the gratitude could look at God entering in His grace in those difficult moments in our lives. He doesn't cause oh, totally. them, but He's there. God doesn't abandon us in those moments. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't reject us. His love is ever-present with us. Although it can be, quote-unquote, hard to experience or feel in a certain sense, you know, that's where He's precisely with us in an opportune moment to grow in faith. It, it, faith and it, it, trust. You know, it's 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 kind of difficult for 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 me as uh, hopefully a, a, a saint in the making at some time. But you know, when you think in terms of some of the saints who actually uh, were thankful for their sufferings, the, the for the opportunity that it presented to them to offer it up, you know, in union with the sufferings of Christ for the good of others, or you know, it's 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 almost counterintuitive in a way. Oh, totally, and it's totally. Um counterintuitive to what our society teaches about suffering, you know, the value of redemptive suffering. Christ's suffering was not in vain. His suffering is what gives us life and hope at the same time. Um, the mystery of the Paschal mystery of his passion, death, and resurrection. Yeah. That, what a great reminder. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frog yeah, no, yeah. A great yeah. reminder and you know, as you and Jack were just talking, it's just like my mind was kind of opened up further to, you know, a, a different level of what gratitude really involves. And that is, wow, that invitation to be part of, um, part of the body of Christ by offering even those difficult times yeah. in union with Christ for others. Yeah. In union with Him. And if I may, too, you know, one of the, one priest has once said that one of the, um, major sins that he's seen in the American culture is our lack of gratitude at the same time. That if we realize, like, hey, who made this object in front of me, whether it's a desk or a cup, that somebody took the time to produce some object or some machine, but somebody still built that machine, you know, that we can be grateful for a lot of little mundane-sounding things, but in the end bring us a deeper awareness of God's goodness and love in our life. Exactly. And there's a whole yeah. list of people behind those objects, like you said, Father. Okay, we're coming up to the end of our segment, Father, but I wanted to interrupt here uh, to yeah. give us enough time so that you could give us a, a, a blessing. Certainly. Father God, we praise and thank you for the gift of Real Presence Radio for all of our listeners, those who have not yet had an opportunity to listen. We 
we ask that you watch over them and their families this Thanksgiving. Send your holy angels down upon them. Mother Mary, we ask your mantle protection around all of us and intercede for us in the days and weeks ahead. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you, Father. We've been You're visiting. So welcome. Go ahead, Father. No, I was just going to say you guys are so welcome. Thank you guys for the opportunity okay. to be with you. Thanks. Yes. Thank you. We thank hope you, we can have you. you on again. And for our listeners, we've been listening to Father Paul Kuhn, but uh, stay tuned for some more Real Presence Live coming up. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 